0: You're very welcome to episode 17 of the Swinford Chats podcast with myself, Tommy Stenson
1: and myself, Cahal Kelly,
0: in association with the Gateway Hotel here in Swinford. Cahal, another week has passed by and uh, I think the one good thing is that we were recording this in the bright. Uh, We're usually in the dark, but it's brighter evenings.
1: That's right, Tommy. It's great. It really does make a difference now. The, 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 the stretch and even. I suppose. I suppose. Even though I lost, last me an hour in bed on a Saturday nights in the morning, but I can live with that now. For uh, was there was there a night. bit of an effect hopefully on the bit.
0: on the Sunday? Any effects?
1: But, oh, it does Still, I'm still not over. Tommy. I'm still not over. To take me why to get used to it. But uh, now I think it makes a big difference to people's health. And hopefully, as we enter into over the last stage of this. Uh, pandemic that uh, this makes people you know a bit more positivity comes into the air I think you know because it's tough times now and everyone I suppose going into our second Easter now on lockdown is not easy on anyone so we hope everyone is keeping safe and well out there and uh, keeping the best they can.
0: Lots to come on this evening's podcast Kahal. Uh, I know I'm excited because uh, Alana Thornburg is joining us a fantastic musician and harpist and she's a new uh, single coming out
1: that's right. Alana has a new single coming out this Friday, Tommy. It's uh, it's uh, um, I, I don't know if rendition the right word, but it's a uh, a piece she's done on the late Connor Walsh's The Front, which we played a couple of weeks back there. So uh, I've actually heard Alana play this piece uh, at the launch of Connor's posthumous album a couple of years ago in the Sugar Club, and if you could you, you could hear a pin drop in the room that night. Mm. So I think everyone is going to enjoy it. Very talented Swindon musician, and we wish her all the best with it, and look forward to to chat with Alana. And I think we also have a local businesswoman that's holding an, an, an online event this weekend, Tommy, coming
0: up. Yeah, Carl. we're going to be inspired a little bit later on because Megan Durkin is joining us to tell us about her BU event. Uh, with Lots of local guest speakers uh, taking part in this virtual event this Saturday and she'll be telling us how uh, anyone can get tickets for that. So uh, that'll be interesting as well.
1: Yeah, and also looking forward to this this Friday. Obviously, being Good Friday is... a uh, Every year, the Swinford Tidy Towns uh, make a big effort on Good Friday to do a bit of a spring cleanup as it's called. So I know they're organising something again this year. Details can be found on the Swinford Tidy Towns Facebook page and the Swinford.ie Facebook page. I know they're we're setting up in the car park of the hotel. Uh, so I suppose it was on Brookfield Avenue at the back of the gateway. From 11 o'clock, anyone that could come along, obviously all the uh, COVID-19 restrictions will be in place. But we're asking if they go out in their bubbles or pairs, or even singly with a picker and a high-vis, obviously pick an area and pick up the later. It really make a big difference. So if anyone can get involved with that, we'd be delighted to see them this Friday. So we're delighted to uh, to welcome Alana Thornberg to the Swinford Chats this week. Alana, I'm just going to read out a small paragraph here from the Western people. It says, Alana Thornberg is a rising star in the world of Irish harpers and is currently producing her debut solo album, as well as her band Alfie's debut album, both set to be released this year. That's just a small paragraph of the piece now, Anna, so you're very busy.
2: <laughs> yeah, I suppose I um, haven't much else to be at. There's no gigs <laughs> due to COVID, so, um, yeah, just trying to focus on the positive sides of um, the pandemic and um, work on releasing and producing new music.
1: And that means that I know I was lucky enough a couple of years back, Anna, to be in the Sugar Club the night we launched um, Connor Walsh's uh, Posthumous album, The Lucid, and you played that night and you played uh, *Connor's*, uh, I suppose most familiar tune, The Front on the Harp* that night, and I remember the reaction in the room was just, everyone was completely blown away by it and uh, you decided to release that song yourself
2: yeah, that was a really special night. Um, yeah, I've always wanted to release The Front, especially ever since that night. Um, but it just started to come into fruition this year. I recorded it back in September um, with the great uh, producer, Keen Hamilton, and he um, added his production to the track as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah I'm releasing it on Friday um, on Bandcamp and all streaming platforms like Spotify, YouTube and all of the profits will be going towards Musical Mm -hmm. Youth Foundation which is an organisation that um, puts um, money into um, kids um, having a music education so yeah in Ireland it's a really nice cause and yeah I just really love that track um, That's
1: and our, <laughs> our, our listeners will be familiar with it, because we just dated a couple of weeks back there to mark uh, Connor's fifth anniversary. So that, uh, that can't be an easy thing to do, uh, and that is it, to uh, take, I'm just thinking more from the musician side, a track that was on the piano, to bring it to the harp, is that a difficult
2: Well. Post- Uh, Yeah, very difficult, but also uh, the music, uh, his compositions, Gunnar's compositions are a a totally different style than what I'm used to. Um, He composed in a minimalist and ambient style, um, and he just made it sound so easy. I I didn't think it was going to be so difficult to learn, but I really wanted to do it justice as well. So I wanted to learn it um, note for note. Um, But yeah, it just epitomises how great of a composer he was. um, Just... How difficult the piece was to learn, but very
1: fulfilling. Yeah, well, uh, I think it's safe to say I think he will he will be delighted again. Just come back to that night in the Sugar Club a couple of years ago. It was uh, it was a special rendition of it, and you know everyone everyone in the night was blown away by it. So must be exciting to have a have a single coming out, is it? Is is there is there nerves or is it in the bag long so you know it's coming out or is it? I I suppose.
2: A bit of nerves, but it was actually premiered on KEXP on Sunday, so um that was great. Uh, KEXP is a big radio station in Seattle, um and they're they premiered it on their show Pacific Notions, which is all for, about ambient and classical music. So it, it's already kind of been released into the world a bit, but Friday is the official release then, and um, Friday the second of April. So. Brilliant.
1: And Anna, I remember you. It's a, it's a, it's a, good few years ago now since the Thornburg family were doing the, <laughs> the, the Irish music sessions in the, in the, in the hotel. Uh, oh you've, you've, you've you've come a long way since, <laughs> you've come a long way since then. But you were always you were always musical, Anna, weren't you?
2: Oh yeah. The, uh, the whole family really like yeah. uh, Rob started. us... I was going to say, growing up in
1: that house, you had no choice.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, we all loved it, and it was just great, um playing. With each other as well, traveling around in the van, going to different festivals and spending summers in America as well, playing with, um, different musicians over there. It really grounded us, you know. Yeah,
1: <laughs> the you... gateway
2: sessions. Oh, I'd love I
1: think to put it back. <laughs> yeah, oh, I tell you, we we we'll, we'll have it back in you know, and You've actually played with with your band Alfie as well. Is that right? I, I know you've, I've had you a couple of times in there now with Alfie as well.
2: Yeah, it's always a great night in the gateway.
0: Well, at least now, Alana, you can say you've been you've been on the Swim for Chats podcast, but you have been on a little bigger. And I remember one evening just switching on the television and there you were on the late late show.
2: Yeah. Oh, that was a great experience as so well. That was actually just right before the pandemic hit. Um, back last January with Ether Scott, a lovely singer. Um it was yeah, it was a good experience, but well, I love the Swim for Chats podcast so, as <laughs> well. <no. laughs>
0: Is there is there a lot of pressure, though, on musicians to learn new music, you know, because you'd be performing with, of course, we mentioned Alfie, but lots of different people. So you have to be a quick learner
2: yeah well I, I think there's almost more of a pressure these days I, I don't know we're all quite idle we're not touring we're not gigging so there seems to be a bit of pressure to get stuff out there as quickly as we can but I, I don't know I'm enjoying the time off as well I've been learning a lot dabbling in other uh, genres as well like okay. the front and yeah so I'm enjoying this time
0: and you're 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 responsible i suppose for lots of uh, other harpists in the area and, and you're a great role model i suppose for younger musicians because you you teach now at the moment as well yeah
2: well, thanks, Tommy oh <laughs> uh, yeah Tommy. you a way of making me feel old as well <laughs> alana <so.
1: laughs>
2: yeah no i do believe though that we're in a thriving era of um young harpists in ireland at the moment and yeah i'm just really honored to be teaching um some of them it's great brilliant it's a real resurgence in harping at the moment it's
0: brilliant not the easiest instrument to bring around i suppose oh my god
2: <laughs> it really is not like oh my back is broken carrying that thing around but uh, it's so worth it it's
1: beautiful
0: Colin might go around actually now, I think you'd enjoy the music scene Colin going around bringing the harp <laughs> I think you'd enjoy it
1: I definitely enjoy the music scene I enjoy the music scene I know that <laughs> but uh, and and, and Anna, does it open a lot of doors uh, travelling wise and experience wise uh, being so involved in the music scene
2: yeah, yeah, definitely, like, the, playing an instrument is, like, a passport, really, like, you just get to travel so much with it, and meet loads of new people, I and mean, you're constantly, like, networking, and I've been really lucky to have gotten to travel um, so much with it, but hopefully it'll continue, <laughs> God knows when that'll be, though.
1: Hopefully soon, fingers crossed, at least soon enough, and how have you, how has the pandemic been for you, and Elena? I, I think you were... Busy knitting woolly hats today. that I see
2: got on social media. <laughs> oh yeah, I took up another hobby. Um, I spent actually most uh, uh, most of the lockdown uh, for the first few months at home in Mayo. And my mom is or, uh, like she has many talents, but um, one of them is knitting. So she taught me how to knit. And I just became obsessed with it. <laughs> I find it very therapeutic so started knitting hats and I've graduated onto jumpers now so it's nice to have
0: a hobby is it difficult too for we'll we'll say bands that you know people they're the, the, the members of the group are scattered kind of all around the country different places and you can't meet up to practice like has tech has there been a technology to to do that or is it working or how is it
2: well uh, yeah like myself and the lads um, they're they both live in Dundalk they were living in Dundalk at the start of the pandemic and um, we tried zoom we tried facebook we tried loads of different options for practicing but there's always there's just a bit of a delay you can't really yeah. play together so we just um send each other recordings and um, update each other on progress and um, eventually we've gotten to meet a few times when the restrictions have eased but um yeah it's been Slow progress. See, but we're- my, myself and
0: Carl, oh. we were we were practicing a piece for the St Patrick's show. I was doing a little bit of Tim whistle Carl was on the triangle, but it just didn't work like so. <laughs>
2: I'd like to see a live performance
1: of that. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to keep the listeners, yeah. Alana. We're trying to keep the, the listeners that we have, you know. Yeah. But, uh, so, is there any plans on horizon, Alana, for for obviously when, and we hope soon enough to. The, the doors open again to whatever kind of gig we have in the future. But you know, but would we'll, 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 we'll the plan be to kind of hit the roads, touring? in our- there?
2: Yeah, yeah, so the plans in the like next few months, well, release the single on Friday. And then I'm working on an album, a solo album, and one with Alfie as well. So the plan is to release two albums in the next few months. And then, yeah, when whenever it's safe to do so, I'd love to get back performing and traveling again definitely and the problem um, uh in america as well i'd love to spend some time there gigging
1: is there <laughs> much is there much, remote, is there much promotion to be done Alana? i know obviously just looking for chats this week But are you are you do you do you have to knock on the door stations or do they come to you is Is it a, is it a it's, i've always imagined it's a tough one i've seen
2: yeah it's um it's tough enough i'm lucky now in the last few months i have a manager now who does a lot of the that kind of work for me the pr and Excellent. all of it yeah so um so i can focus more on my music but yeah it's it was yeah, tough going having to do all of that
1: yeah you, you, well you need someone who has that expertise don't you just to kind of who knows who to contact and how to how to get to open these doors i suppose and and then and, and get the rec- get the record in there
2: yeah, of course. Yeah, no, she's great. Well, thanks for having me on as well. Some <laughs> for chats I've been trying to get on.
1: I <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we've been waiting for a while, but we were waiting for the we were waiting for the big release. Yes. So, yeah, you know, so uh, just remind us again, so people are looking for, from this Friday, Lana, it's on Spotify, the usual platforms, iTunes.
2: Yeah, Bandcamp, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, everywhere. I think I got a feature western people as well i was just told by my sister so uh,
0: you yeah, actually yeah, yeah. You, you got a few features in it because it's it's a couple of different places so you got good coverage there
2: oh great
0: well we're looking forward to uh, to listening to it and uh look sure give us a call Cahal will be ready to bring that harp around the country
2: yeah <laughs> no father to <laughs> uh,
1: i think everyone is going to be blown away by the by the recording of it tonight and then, oh. and then we, we wish you every success with the release of the single and looking forward to hearing more about the albums and getting that those live gigs back in the in the gateway. Look forward uh-huh. to having you back.
2: <laughs> Thanks so much, guys.
0: So we're delighted to be joined by Megan Durkin on this week's podcast. You're very welcome, Megan.
3: Hi, how are you? Thanks a million for having me.
0: A lot of people will be familiar uh, with with yourself from The Green Room.
3: Yeah, yeah, I suppose um, nobody asks me about that anymore, Tommy. But yeah, The Green Room was uh, my first business, my first uh, dip in the water of being self-employed. So yeah, we started in business. It was actually myself and my mother at the time. My sister also worked um, worked for us then too, but we owned the Green Rooms, the the beauticians that still exist in when for today. Lorraine Johnlin um, worked for us at the t- uh, worked for us. And in two thousand and sixteen, she she bought the she bought the the business from us. So um, as look as a lot of people know, my mom. my business partner unfortunately she got sick in 2016 and passed away that same year so it was i suppose it was a choice to i was a working makeup artist and i was also managing a beauty salon so i was kind of trying to run two businesses essentially and um look i just took the leap and i went out continuing on with what is now makeup with megan um and and lorraine the green room and it's it's still in existence today so i suppose it's it's something to be said too that the that that business has still you know still kept going um i'm delighted because obviously growing up in swinford i i always wanted to work for myself and i always wanted to be a part of and giving back to you know to the community that i grew up in so and i know i can still do that today so it's great
0: you mentioned there you grew up in swinford but you also spent some time in in the u.s as well
3: I did, yeah. So this this lovely accent that I have isn't, uh, isn't from Barna Cougar originally. <laughs> but uh, yeah, more people ask me about my accent more than ever before. But yeah, I was born in Chicago, so lived in Chicago until I was about 14. Look, it's like a lot of Irish American kids over and back my whole entire life, spent my whole entire summer here. Never spent a, a summer from the time I was probably five or six um, in America, always brought uh, back over. And yeah, then we moved back here in 1997, 98, something like that. Um, So yeah, I went to, I went to school in Swinford and yeah, look at, I, we traveled, I traveled around then in my twenties, like a lot, and then, you know, returned again, returned essentially when I was getting married and having kids. So returned home to, to raise our children. So like, I suppose a lot of people know I'm, I married a Swinford man, so we returned, we both returned and, you know, it's, it's lovely that we could and we had both of our families and our children are friends with their cousins and I suppose it was really important to us, so it and all worked out.
0: I suppose this probably is one of the strangest years for you, uh, a business that would usually be very busy every weekend, uh, a huge part is weddings, they're cancelled, uh, so different altogether.
3: Yeah, totally different. Look at 12 months ago, I had a totally different viewpoint on this. I kept saying to people, um, you know, we've got to stay positive. This will pass. I mean, I genuinely believed back in March. I remember actually meeting, um, out walking. I I, I I walk the park every day. I still walk the park most days now. But um, And I remember meeting other people. And I remember actually Tony Spain said to me, kids won't be back this year to school. And I was like, Oh my God, no way. He could like, that couldn't be like, I was unimaginable to me um, that that was, that that was something that could happen. I genuinely thought a few weeks and it would be back. And I kept saying to people, you know, I opened a business in the, in the, in the height of a recession. People thought we were insane myself and my mother, and maybe we were a little bit, but, um, and I kept saying, look at, we made it through a recession. I mean, I honest to God thought that there was nothing that could compare to those 2010, but like those years being self-employed. Little did I know that 12 months on I would have worked maybe six weeks of the last year, seven weeks, maybe. Um, So, Yeah. yeah, I mean, look at, everybody is different. Some people, you know, have had no choice but to just sit it out and wait it out and that's fine. Other people have gone down other avenues, you know I think it's up to everybody. What I decided to do was I went back and I re-educated myself. I became qualified in teaching makeup artistry. Um I can also teach other aspects of beauty that I'm qualified in. And I got an accreditation. So I suppose that was an aspect for me it kinda of, it, it opened up um, some avenues for me as well, and that can go on. But like I said, everybody is, you know, teach their own. That was just my choice to try and occupy myself and keep myself busy, as well as homeschooling, which has you been. Know,
1: and fair play, it's not easy. I, 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 I tried to re-educate myself a couple of times, over the last year, Megan, but couldn't find that right course to suit me. You know. Yeah. But uh, I know, Megan, you you've been involved in uh, pushing different business promotions into town. Uh, I'm sure you'd agree with me that now more than ever going forward, it's a time where we need, we need to stand together and promote promote this great town and locality that we have.
3: Oh yeah, look at Kyle, you know I'm strong, strong believer. I mean, you and I have sat at tables of commissions for more years than maybe we'd like to admit. But um I I have always been a firm believer in supporting each other. Look at I'm a huge I mean I'm not just saying, I suppose I'm known as a huge advocate for supporting women, but I'm and in supporting local business, like I know as well as you do, you know, I know the people in our town that own the businesses. I know their children. I know their parents. I know their families. Like, and for someone like me, being in business and getting the support of the local community has helped me to raise my family. Um, and I appreciate that. So, you know, I'm only too happy to try and encourage others to do the same. I, I think it's so important if people realize that working together, you are so much more productive. Like there's so much more productivity that can, that can take place because, you know, I might have one or two ideas in my head, but I might not be able to carry that through or I might not be able to take on a the responsibility. There's so much more that can be done if you pull together. You know, it's, and it's been seen in, in so many different, you know, in so many different small towns of just working together, but it's hugely, and, and like you said, more now than ever, um, like, you know, probably like we, when we continued with the Christmas, like people couldn't, we always did a bonanza, bonanza was tickets. And I mean, God above you couldn't even go down that Avenue, even if you wanted to this year, because touching pens, raffle tickets, like all that, you know, you you just can't do it now. But um, to do something, you know, like a solely social media kind of, what do I want to say, solely social media endeavour wasn't something that was ever done. You know, can it be tweaked? Yeah, but it's something. And it pulls people together and it highlights the town and it just shows that people are trying to be positive and move forward.
1: Uh, So, and in that kind of mind, Megan, you've been busy organising an event for an online event for this coming weekend?
3: Yes. Yeah. So I did an event called, um, well, look, anybody that knows me knows that I'm a little bit. I always say people say to me, how do you do these things? I always say, well, I'm probably half mad if I tell the truth. <laughs> um, but I ran an event called BU, something I wanted to do for years and years. And I kind of saw, you know, the big names like Pip O'Connor and um, these types of people running events. And, and I've attended Uh, loads of them myself because I love a good I love a good girly day out and some Prosecco and you know some nibbly bits I'm all for that but um every time I went to one I thought I could do that a little bit better or I think that you know I was always tweaking in my head what I would do if I did it myself and I suppose coming on from like obviously locally we knew that I had I was I had been running Blonde Fela, which was an event that was always run um, at Shimsa. So, again, huge promotion of young women, um, and just from that, I decided la- a year and a half ago, two year, nearly two years ago now, that I would I would run the event. So obviously, it couldn't be run in. We did it night to 2019. Couldn't be ran in 2020. The the wheels were in motion for for actually a few of the BU events um, in 2020. I was gonna. I was actually organized to do four. Um, kind of north, south, east, and west, but anyway, so be it. Didn't pan out. So actually, Tommy and I were chatting a few weeks ago, and I couldn't, fiz- I couldn't visualize how to do BU virtually, and I had been thinking about it for weeks, and I just didn't know how. Again, because my point working together, and that's where Tommy stepped in and explained to me how it works. So, yeah, it's this Saturday, um, seven to nine. People can watch it live, but there is the option that obviously if you can't, you know, commit yourself to sitting down from 7 to 9 on Saturday evening, you can watch it. You can watch it back at any time. Um, So, yeah, it's going to be great. We have, uh, again, I've pulled in, I I suppose, (laughs) I've kind of known around the town now that uh, when you see Megan on your doorstep or when you get a phone call from Megan, she's kind of asking you for for something. But, um, yeah, I've pulled... And again, the other thing is that I think is really, really important, especially with social media. Look, and I spend half my life on it, and uh, obviously, way more time now because it's our only, it's our only outlet or avenue to advertise ourselves and what we do. Um, but social media does encourage these kind of, you know, the numbers and the masses of numbers and these big, big influencers and bloggers, and that. And the reality is that if you are looking for somebody to give you fitness advice nutrition um you know if you want somebody to tell you how what color your hair should be or how you should cut it your own hairdresser should know that better than anybody it's the same thing with beauty you know anything in regards to those lines but so what i've always wanted to do was encourage and promote our local you know our local people Mm -hmm. our local businesses like, and the reason that I have joined these ladies all together is because they are people, yes, that I have friendship have, have friendships with, maybe had friendships before I had, you know, business relationships, but um, Michelle Malone is our, our fitness and health speaker. I have been, I have, Michelle has been my fitness trainer since January 2017. I'm just trying to even think. So like, I've known Michelle for that, you know, um, Eileen O'Grady is our nutritionist, uh, again, I've kn- well, I've known Eileen for probably 20 years, and again, I've done, you know, I've taken her nutrition programs, um, and all local ladies, Tanya McHale-Rowe, uh, Maria Dillon from Castle Bar, my own sister is our beauty expert, we have the only uh, Tara Rafter from Ballinas, a navigation coach, again, she's a lifestyle and wellness coach, so you know we have people from it's it's all local you know local people that are speaking um obviously it's all women so men are a bit afraid to i think to join us we'll eventually get a man i to, tommy now we'll have to rope tommy in for some mc in a, i'm or, just you know, thinking, long, i'm just thinking i'm thinking
0: i'm thinking Kahal might get inspired to do the male version at some stage you know down the line yeah <laughs> hard to compete with, hard to compete with that line <laughs> uh, uh, but I suppose it's it's about positivity, and now more than ever, and, and that's kind of needed in these times.
3: Yeah, Tommy. Like I have to say, do you know? Um, and you guys, you guys know better than anybody because you're always you're always kind of there in the background, helping me out when these events kind of when I do. Cahal's usually my first phone call when these when these brain brain waves come into my head. Um, so fair play and fairness, and call always is supportive too. So fair play to him, but. Um, like the weeks leading up to it, I always start to go, "Oh my god, why did I do this?" Panic, 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 and um, then you know, obviously, the week of it always, it always kind of starts to come together as to why you're doing these things and what's the point. The point of this was, like I said, on social media, I, I'm um, obviously. I, you know I'm putting my makeup and my skill out there but you do I do put a bit of my personality in, and share a bit of my personal life not a huge amount of time not a huge lover of sharing you know oversharing is is sharing too much of my personal life but uh women are constantly feeling and not just women everybody's feeling the heaviness and you know the bearing of this um of what we've had to go through everybody's life has been affected and there was a lacking even if you meet somebody on the street who has anything positive to say it's very difficult to find something positive to say especially when it's pissing rain and you know there's we can't leave our houses we can't go find, you know like it, it's been very overwhelming there's been nothing for people to look forward to so that was the whole purpose of this is i know it's not going to be the same as being in a room with your sisters mothers neighbors best friends cousins but it gives you an opportunity. It's it's the next best thing. It's not, we, I can't offer you that because if I could, I would, but I, we can't, we can't do that. So it's finding a way of getting that out there. And this is about positivity. It's about encouraging, you know, everybody can critique themselves and, and we're doubting ourselves more than ever and finding faults because we have way too much time on our hands to, to do that. So um, this week has actually been it's been phenomenal to me because the amount of people that have bought tickets now, the amount of messages from women that I've had this week saying, thank you so much for doing this. Like, you know, thank you for trying to encourage us or thank you for giving us something to look forward to. And women's texting me pictures of dresses they've bought, you know, like seriously, because we can't go anywhere. I mean, nobody's even bought themselves maybe something nice for months and months because it's like, where the hell are we going? Buy tracksuit bottoms or a hoodie. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm super excited. I'm I'm delighted that it's it's coming together, and I'm delighted that people are seeing it for what I wanted it to be. You know, something enjoyable and fun and informative at the same time.
0: Great stuff, Megan. And I suppose if people want to find out more information or they want to get a ticket, how how can they do that?
3: Sure. Yeah. Um, and I suppose that like the tickets, we kept the tickets at a minimum as well. I'm I'm not. You know, it's it's this isn't about like a money making record It was just about being able to to provide to provide something to provide an event something people something for people to look forward to so the event um is on ticket taylor so you can go straight to ticket taylor um, and if you go into events it's makeup with megan but the easiest route probably is on my instagram or facebook page on my instagram the link is in my bio on my instagram page or if you go to the facebook page you'll see in the event itself on Facebook, the link is in there as well. Look, I'm delighted that it's, you know, that it's going ahead. It's been something really for me to look forward to as well.
1: Well, fair play, Megan. And as you said, it's great that you're giving people something to look forward to. And that's 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 very important at this time. And and, and we look forward to, I look forward to discussing the next promotion with you because that'll mean that we're, we're all open. Yeah, you.
3: just before I finish, you said that about local businesses um i also like all of our like all of our local businesses where i can fit in are involved as well like i know i mentioned the girls that are speaking but uh mary and Herohy and wavelength you know they've come out like there i will be you know promoting them and their products and everything the same with sabrina mccarrick the hair, her hairdressers um michelle golden has also sponsored stuff for goodie for the goodie boxes so anywhere that i could see fit to advertise and to emphasize what fantastic businesses are out there um i did so in this event as well like um i know i just said about Marion and harry but like Marion and harry has been in business 40 years just just like isn't 40 business 40 years that's an amazing thing like it's amazing as an individual to be in business 40 years mm. so anyway wherever i could see fish like all the all the bits of swinford are in there <laughs>
0: Excellent stuff. Well, we're looking forward to it and uh, we'll catch up with you very soon, Megan.
3: Great stuff. Thanks a million, guys.
0: Time now for our local news section here on the Swinford Chats podcast and uh, a very big well done to Maz Gilmore who owns the Brow Lounge in Swinford. Uh, She hit her initial target of €1,000 at uh, which point she shaved her eyebrows live on Instagram and Facebook in aid of Mayo Roscommon Hospice. Now she wants to exceed that and raise as much as possible to support the great work that the hospice does which is a uh, close to her heart and many of the people in the local community. So well done to Maz on that. Uh, A a big challenge, but uh, raising lots of money in the process.
1: The Swinford GA 5050 draw was held last Tuesday night, and the lucky winners were Monica and Noreen King. Uh, So congratulations to those two ladies. Uh, The Swinford GA 5050 tickets are available throughout the town, or can be bought online through the Swinford GA website, where people can also contact the club officers if they wish to renew their membership or join the mailing list.
0: To Swinford Athletic Club news and congratulations to Moira Philbin, the winner of this week's 50-50 draw. Free draw next week goes to Clodagh Gleeson and Avril ford McGrail. Entry is €2 or 3 for a fiver. All proceeds help to clear the cost of installing the new track at the Immunity Park, which hopefully will be used again shortly when the lockdown restrictions are eased. The
1: Swinford Pink Lotto draw took place uh, this week. Again, there was no winner, so it grows by €200. The pink lotto tickets can be uh, got throughout town, and uh, I think they can be got online as well. So I must find out that information for next week now, as to how people can go about that online. There's great work being done up there at the immunity park. Can't even pass it at the moment. We'll see the new surface going down, on a, and it looks like an all weather astro pitch there, which would be another fantastic uh, amenity to add to our growing list around the town. So that's the pink lotto tickets are available throughout the town.
0: Now, as Cahal mentioned a little earlier on the podcast, the Swinford Tidy Towns annual Good Friday Spring Clean is coming up this week, of course, tomorrow, that's April 2nd. Due to COVID-19 restrictions, gatherings in groups is not permitted. However, individuals and family pods bubbles can help out this year. Bags, litter pickers, bibs and gloves will be available in the Gateway Hotel car park at Brookville Avenue from 11 a.m. If you have litter pickers from previous years, bring them along. You can also take part by doing a spring clean in your own area within, of course, the five kilometre limit. So uh, well done to Swindford Tidy Towns and uh, I know lots of people are going to do their bit tomorrow. So
1: with this being Easter week, uh, all the church services can be got online if anyone wants to Google. Swinford so Church Services, that'll bring them to the webcam which streams uh, live from the church. So uh, there has been Easter week. There's a few services on on uh, tonight, Holy Thursday at half seven, tomorrow, Good Friday at 3, 3 p.m. The stations across are around at 7 p.m. tomorrow, Good Friday and Holy Saturday service is at nine o'clock. So those that can be found by Googling Swinford Church Services. So that brings us to the, to the end of uh, this week's episode, Tommy. Uh, Thanks to all our guests uh, for taking part and thanks everybody for listening again. Remember if you want to like or subscribe you can do so on the different platforms that you can find the weekly podcast on.
0: Cahal, I What's have a, I, I yeah I have look a bit of bad news. I I don't think I've got the three buildings. Um just didn't work out this week for me um I don't like coming back I feel like I'm coming back into the classroom not having the uh, answer yeah, don't yeah. have the homework done uh, was, Well, I, I noticed <laughs> there wasn't
1: there wasn't too many giving you much help on social media this week
0: no it was very slack this week now but look we'll we'll look uh I I heard there might have been a restaurant there I heard there might have been um well there might have been a couple of cells there for a while maybe um well so the I'll i put you i I'll, I'll
1: put you out of your misery, Tommy. I suppose well, the part where we would now call the front, uh, I suppose before the hotel was built, it would, it would have been the head of large restaurant, uh, run by the Kevin Campbell and his family. But it's probably better known as it was the old barracks, Tommy. That little okay. The old barracks. So I mean, and there's still a, a few few men around the town who served their time as policemen. I was gonna say he might have served their time in, in the center. I thought there, that's what you were gonna say. <laughs> served, their, served their time as, as the police in there. And then the well known pub that would have been at the spot where the hotel was would have been Lambs Bar. Okay. Uh, so um a, a well known Switzerland family. I'm sure many of our listeners would have frequented Lambs and a, as the well known local establishment. And then the other building would have been uh Greeley's. So there were the I would have taken I would have taken what did I say, two out of four there so. Yeah. <laughs> You didn't really give me much information. No, I didn't. I can't get any marks there, I think. Now, you know. I th- I, but, I'm I, uh, sure,
0: uh, I thought maybe like it's Easter, I might get a week off, but I'd save another question for me.
1: Another question, yeah. So I suppose uh, this week now, I just I, I suppose I noticed on social media there a few days ago, uh, we were celebrating who uh, Manny would regard, and I would agree with him, as probably one of the greatest, the greatest Mayo man ever to have, have lived and would have been very involved well with the Land League the other day, five days ago, I think it was celebrated the 175th anniversary of his death. Now, this well-known, famous Irishman actually uh, passed through Swinford, spent, uh, I know it was every night, and it might have been two or three nights, in the workhouse at the time mm. with his family. Mm. So uh, I, if you could let me know next week. Man. I know
0: that one. I know that one.
1: There you go. Yeah. Have it already. And uh, if I didn't
0: uh, know it, I'd, I'd be in big, big trouble because I know a lot of people from the area where he's from and uh, they, they wouldn't be impressed with me, Carl, if I didn't know that one.
1: A man with, a, with an unbelievable story. I always say that there's a, film mm-hmm. there's a film that should be made about this man. But uh, we might uh, uh, talk about a bit more about him next week. And actually, the, the, there is some lovely uh, historical... Uh, Rembrandt him in the area that we can just talk about more That's for
0: sure Cahal. Well uh, all that's left for us to do is to wish you a very happy and safe Easter and uh, relax over the next couple of days and uh, we'll chat to you next week. So until then stay safe.